You're listening to A Little Happy Podcast, weekly conversations about marriage, kids, work, friendships, and the pursuit of living an authentic life. A Little Happy Podcast, where small moments make a big life. Welcome back to A Little Happy Podcast. I'm so happy that you are here and listening with us. And I'm actually even happier to be back with my dear, dear friend, Mary Susan Buner. Mary Susan, hello. Natty, I'm so, I'm going to use the word happy because, you know, why not? We've already said it and that's the name of the podcast, but um, I feel grateful and joyful to be back. I, I was on hiatus for a little bit after a, a knee reconstruction uh, surgery, <laughs> which was actually pretty kind of awesome. It went way better than uh, I ever expected, but I am really glad to be back in this space with you. Um, just in general, very grateful. I'm glad that you are back too. And I have been thinking about you often with your knee reconstruction. In fact, I saw you at an event, like what, five days, I think after you'd had it done, was it five or maybe a week after? And I thought to myself, someone leaned over and they said, didn't she just have knee surgery? I'm like, yes, but she can't hold Mary Susan down. (laughs) Well, you know, before I had this surgery, which happened, I had this stupid ski accident um, last February. And, uh, when I, I knew that I had done something that I, I couldn't like will myself fast. Um, <laughs> my goal when we scheduled the surgery is our middle daughter had received a scholarship, um, at her college IU. And my goal was to get down there for, um, for the reception. And that's just what mamas do. Like, I was like, I told the surgeon, this is what's happening. I don't know how the surgery is going to go, but, um, I'm going to be there. And he was like, well, all righty then. Um, but I was really lucky. I had a very, you know, there's a lesson in this because I had a nurse kind of tug on my, my, uh, my hospital gown before it all started. And she was like, you need to be very vocal with your anesthesiologist about how you do with the anesthesia. And, um, you will, you know, you'll kind of be better faster if you just kind of own it. And, you know, I hate to be drama, but I mean, I told that anesthesiologist, I was like, look, I'm going to be all sorts of drama if you overindulge me on this. Um, <laughs> and he didn't. I, can't, I, was, I came right out of it. And I think, you know, I was in the car with my husband who drove me home and I was feeling good pretty quickly. So I'm very, very grateful. Well, I'm glad. And I hope that your recovery has been pretty good so far, right? For the most part. It's very sexy. I have a brace from my groin to my ankle. Beautiful, um, and it's super sexy. But um, you know, it. I I'm alive. I'm I'm well, and I'm happy to be with you. So I really have very few complaints. I mean, what are you going to do, right? I know it's true. Well, and it's finally wherever you are listening, we finally have some sunshine um, here where where at least where I live, and so that always makes for just a little bit of a happier day too. So it has been. I was thinking though. Gosh, <clears throat> excuse me. We. It's been a minute since you and I have caught up on life and on all of the things. And I was thinking this morning as we were preparing to record this, like, what's been on your mind? You know, it's interesting because kind of being down with after this surgery and you're supposed to elevate in ice and kind of take it easy. Um, what was kind of on my mind is, you know, um, being still is really mm-hmm. good for me. And mm-hmm. like, 
like figuratively and like real, I mean, like all across the board, it's super weird. Like, um, and when you're recovering from surgery, there's a lot of stillness, but with that, there's not a whole lot of interaction. You know, you're used to being super busy and you're productive and you and I both thrive on productivity and tasks. And then all of a sudden you're home by yourself with your, your leg elevated. And I really kind of realized that there is great peace in, in being still. I'm sure everybody knows that, but not even talking. Like I was like, maybe I should be like one of those monks who doesn't talk for a month. <laughs> shut up, right? Right. Shut up and listen. So we kind of talked about this, like the importance of listening and talking less. And I, I like that idea because I do think that there is patience and peace uh, when we listen more and and feel the less of a need to um, talk over um, and this is pretty ironic because we're doing a podcast, which is just basically us talking, right? Right. Uh, but um, I don't know. What, what's on your thought? What is? How do you perceive that notion of just listening more, talking less, and finding the patience and the peace in that process? Well, it's interesting you mention it because I've been thinking a lot about um, – the, you know, the chaos that's been, you know, the manageable chaos that's been our household with this renovation that we've had done, impromptu renovation we've had done because of our kitchen leaking, you know, back in March. Um, yeah, total gut. You gutted your entire yeah. level pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And, um, and again, like disclaimer and prep and, and um, with the fact that this is like manageable chaos, right? Like we have a roof over our heads, our children are fed, like wonderful things. But this idea of being still, like what you're talking about, being still in the midst of chaos is really hard for me. Um, and because what it what it requires, I think, is the idea of letting go of like expectation and letting go of control of whatever is happening in my life. Um, and that's the only way I'm able to find peace, but girlfriend to get to that point is like, a re has been in the past, a super bumpy road. Um, and I was wondering, you know, you talk a lot, you were talking a lot about like finding peace and, you know, qu kind of quieting yourself and listening. Um, if you have ever experienced this idea of, um, you know, finding peace in the middle of a, of the storm. And I have recently weathered storms. I mean, we all do, right? If you use that as a metaphor for life where you like weather these storms, like there are these like weather patterns that come in and out of my life. And sometimes it's sunny skies like today and other times it's like freaking torrential downpour. So where can I, how can I just get in the middle of the boat and just I be? So I'm the girl who's standing in the middle of the storm when you've been told that it's coming and I'll have an <laughs> umbrella that's like turned inside out. And you're like, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm really wet. This is totally fine. <laughs> and so I, for whatever reason, not saying this is a super, super healthy approach, it's obviously not, um, but I have to really, really feel it to, to make myself take shelter Everyone mm. use the weather analogy, which I love, right? Mm -hmm. So what is it about that? It's like you said, it's control, it's letting go, it's um, the plan. I like to use nicer words like 
I had a plan and this is not a part of my plan. So Mm -hmm. I am going to internally wrestle with this (laughs) myself. (laughs) And it's like, this, it is, it's an internal wrestle and, and God's like, you know, sitting over like, Hey, let me know when you're done with yourself and we'll proceed forward. Um, but you know, I'm pretty sure he's like, you know, got his legs crossed and eating popcorn, just watching a good show. But it's me, <laughs> it's me and me. Right. So, you know, the analogy of when I had to have this surgery, I put it off because I was like, yeah, it's not the plan. You know, I have this, um, Caroline has a scholarship, uh, ceremony. I'm going to visit a friend from high school. I haven't seen in two years. The plan was blown to bits, right? Right. And, you know, in the midst of that, of me collecting myself and being like, oh gosh, I really think I have to do this. Um, and the plan's going to have to change. I had this wonderful friend reach out and say, we're going to do a meal train. Mm. Like, no, thanks. I'm good. No, I'm, I, I'm the person who brings the meals. You also (laughs) bring meals to me. (laughs) Oh, sister. Surrendering yourself during those moments of being humbled, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever those storms are, it can be, you know, aging parents. It can be a problem with a kid. It can be a work problem. Whatever those things are to say, um, um, I'm going to, I'm going to try to fold my <laughs> umbrella up in this storm with some kind of grace and she, you know, take some shelter now. Um, <laughs> and guess what? Everybody else has already been in the shelter, Natty. Did you know that? Right. I mean, but seriously, like, okay, so that's all fine and good. And I love, like, if we just stay on the analogy on the metaphor for a second of the storm, like, but so what does it take? Like, what do you go through? Cause I have my experience that I'll share. But what do you go through in order to fold up your umbrella, walk in the rain to get underneath the shelter? Like, are you, how does it come out? Is it like, are you stomping your feet, kicking and screaming? Like, what is it? Oh my gosh. I mean, I wish I could tell you it's done with dignity and grace. No, never. 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 No. Uh, (laughs) um, I tend to find grace. I'm just going to be honest. Can I just be honest? I hope so. Yeah. So, you know, I care for my 82-year-old mom So I who had a stroke, so I don't take it out on her. My job is to love her and make her comfortable. Um, I don't take it out on my friends. Um, I don't take it out on my kids. I take it out on my husband. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I mean... I think he knows the process and he just walks away and he'll disappear in the garage for like five hours. Yeah. But he's um, like, and the storm has arrived. But (laughs) I'm so dumb. I actually think that it's not happening when it's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. So the spiral, how do you stop the spiral in the storm to self-evaluate and to not, if you're whoever your punching bag is, um, to be able to be still, wrestle with yourself more quickly, and find the patience needed to do the pivot that's going that's already started. It's already happening, right? So, I mean, how do you how does it manifest itself with you? Do you get sad? Do you get angry? Like, do you run? Like, what is it? Oh, it's not pretty. I mean, again, like you said, like I would love to sit and say like. Oh, I'm such, I'm so dignified when I'm in the storm. No, like, are you kidding? I am usually the one, I don't even have an umbrella. 
when I'm in the storm. Like the umbrella, I'm like, I don't need it because I have a raincoat, you know, like, okay, okay, you know, um, but it's the same for me. I have found recently when I am in, when I'm in stress, um, it comes out in irritation. It comes out in lack of patience. So I'm really irritable, like towards my spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, I have often said like, we become, Chris and I have been married almost 15 years this summer. We've seen a lot of life together um, and we are each other's safest place to put all of our worry and our anxiety. Um, I'm still not quite very good at figuring out the constructive way to place it with him, except for me just yelling it to him. And it's not even actually even the worry that I'm yelling. It's usually the thing that I'm deciding to attach it to, like you didn't put your laundry away or something ridiculous. Right. And later on, once I'm able to like, he's usually like your your analogy with like God sitting cross-legged with popcorn. It's almost like he'll do that, which makes me even more angry. But he knows like no he's reaction. just going to wait, right. but he's just going to wait because then what happens is I find some clarity and I'm like, oh, you know what? This has nothing to do with that, the laundry. It has to do with the fact that I'm feeling incredibly stressed and um, unsure. I'm full of fear. That's usually how this starts for me is I am fearful of something. Me not knowing, the kids being sick. Am I going to get this done on time? Um, Do I have the right answer? Like all of that stuff, those are the things that end up getting in my way. And so it comes out in irritability. It comes out in frustration. Um, it comes out in me trying to think that I can find the solution on my own. And I shared this with you before we started recording. I went to a, a gathering of people this morning and I shared um, at the beginning, I said something like, you know, I just thought like, I don't need like anyone's perspective. I don't need perspective today. You know, today is Wednesday, no perspective day. Today's just like a natty day. You know, like I'm going to come up with the ideas on my own. (laughs) And so, okay, but like, no, when I have gone down that path, it never ends well because I'm usually confused. I don't have anyone else. I'm literally standing in the rain in a raincoat and everyone's holding out umbrellas like, hey, we're here to be able to escort you over to the shelter where the rest of the humans are sitting, you know? Right. We're all playing euchre to wait till the storm passes. Right. You're out here. Yeah, there's like popcorn and drinks over here. Like we're we're nice and toasty warm. So to answer your question, you know, it's it I I stumble through to find the peace in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the chaos. Um, but usually I can get there faster if I just say the thing I don't want to say out loud, which would be the fear, right? Um, like I don't know if we can manage this until the end of the summer. I don't know if I can live in our house for the next two weeks without a kitchen. (laughs) You know, like those types of things. Um, I'm worried about my twins going to a school next year. Like the to be able to say the fear or the worry out loud, all of a sudden then sheds the light on it, right? Yes. How about just saying, I'm scared? How Mm -hmm. often do you say that? I, I don't even know if I've ever... I'm really scared. Like we use the word fear. I mean, but really what it comes down to is I'm scared. I know that sounds very elementary. It sounds very like, you know, basic, but the truth is it comes down to, I'm scared. I'm scared about this. Oh, I, I love that. I would love, I, 
I hope that I can take that that idea and use it in my life. We ask our kid. I ask my kids to do it. Tell yeah. me how you're feeling. Use the word. Use a word, right? Like I say that to I said that to Henry this morning, buddy. Use a word. Tell me how you feel. You know, and he said he was mad. I'm like, perfect. Never have I come to a conversation with my spouse or with a grown up and said like, I'm mad. Usually it's I'm like, usually it comes out in the form of me being like, Mary Susan, do you know what you didn't do? You know what I mean? Like, I don't own the feeling itself. So how wonderful of a thought it could be that we could have a starting place of just identifying the feeling, I'm scared. Right. Which And just putting a period at the end of it. Scared, which causes anxiety. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have control. I'm scared for whatever reason. You know, I was scared. You know, and it's so, it's so, it's so full circle when we're sitting here talking. Like you can actually see the arrows all kind of connect. Like I'm scared to go under uh, to have surgery. What about if I'm not mobile? What about if my mom needs me? What about if something comes up? What about if nobody feeds us? And then mm-hmm. this beautiful moment of, hey, you've got meals for two weeks. Hey, I'm going to pick up your mom and take her to, you know, and it, it's like, it, it, as soon as you let go of that control, there is beauty in in it. We're really holding ourselves back from just beauty. We really are. It's so, so I, I have this um, like daily reflection um, book and it's all from anonymous people. Like there, so you don't know who the, the author is of some of these reflections, but the one I, I read the other day almost pinpoints this exact thing. Can I read it to you? Please. Yes. It is says, fear is often the force that prevents me from acquiring and cultivating the power of faith. Fear blocks my appreciation of beauty, tolerance, forgiveness, service, and serenity. Yes. And what you just said about, you know, being fearful and being scared of things, how it blocks all this stuff away. I have written this down. I actually have it. I'm reading it off of a post-it note I have. Um, and I have been carrying it around because I want to continue to reflect on this idea that fear is often the force that prevents me from acquiring and cultivating the power of faith, meaning let go of it. Yes. Trust the process. Trust the process. But you know, here's the thing. We, you and I talked about this topic. I use the I use the the terminology shut up and listen. But mm-hmm. it was really when we were talking about that in the sound bite of that, it was talking about like pretty superficially, like shut up and listen to other people. But what mm-hmm. I'm with through this, because we all want more beauty in our lives. We all want more peace. We all want less chaos. I would assume, I don't know, I feel that way, <laughs> is when I feel scared slash fear slash what you're talking about, for me to shut up myself, for me to be like, Mary Susan, shut up, right? And listen to my own self. Less mm. words, less holler monkey, less stomping around mm-hmm. and sit I mean, I love to think of myself sitting on like a yoga mat, like meditating. Mm. I will settle for, I don't know, I'll settle for sitting in my car. Christ, I'll settle for sitting on the toilet. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Stopping and being still, right? And, And being like, stop, just stop and just listen to that internal, I mean, that internal, it, it, 
be, I guess, voice. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, stop the outside voice, listen to the inside voice. Well, and what it does too, I think, is you're providing yourself and that voice space to be validated and heard. So like another thing I was thinking about when you were talking about like, you know, finding peace and being patient and like, I think what that really is, it's like recognizing where you are in the storm, right? If you're going to keep on that analogy or metaphor. Um, And I was just talking to my therapist earlier this week, like our whole hour was spent on me wrestling on a daily basis with taking up space and that my emotions, some of my emotions, like like the ones I don't like, huh, like fear and anger and frustration and irritability and unease. Like I only pretty much like to sit and joy, <laughs> you know, because no one wants to feel any of the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, no. I'm like the classic. If you ever saw the child's movie Inside Out, like, oh, ooh, yeah. sister, I am like, that's me. You know, like I just want joy. I don't want to feel any of the other stuff. Um, but if I have the moment to be able to to create the space for me um, to feel some of that stuff, uh, what it does is it helps, it it already validates it and recognizes it. Like you're saying, like quiet the mind, let the inside talk. Um, and usually I've, I come into peace and serenity much quicker wow. because now I feel like, well, there she is, all of her. Yeah, you know? so getting to that point quickly, more quick, um, Versus, you know, it'd be really great to to be really great to evolve where there's not so much internal struggle and wrestling and you get straight to that, right? So, um, but like you said, creating the space in order to do so in such a busy, hurried, crazy world between the phone and the laptop and the text mm-hmm. and the blah, 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 you know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe it is um, kind of back. To, I know I sound old and I sound old fashioned, but maybe there is something to just the back to the basics where, where, you know, less distraction creates less, um, less scarcity, the feeling of, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough space. I don't have enough, I don't have enough capacity, right? Mm-hmm. Capacity to, to deal with this day in, day out, but giving yourself, um, you know, the space to do so. It reminds me of a tour guide we had, we were out in Arizona a couple summers ago, if anybody's ever been on their pink Jeep tour. And there was this gentleman who had retired and he was one of the most joyful people. He was our tour guide and driving um, that day. And I said, um, he was doing this in his retirement. And I was like, so what's your key to joy? And he was like, "Um, I limit anything that is an unnecessary distraction that keeps me from being happy. And I was like, oh. for, yeah, for instance, and he was yeah. like, um, I don't, I watch the news like for five minutes and then just to get what's happening. And then I turn it off. And wow. Yeah, right. So like whatever those things were for him, he had dialed in those things that didn't drain him. Right. Mm-hmm. He was still, you know, a, a, like a, a person. It's not like he went to hide in a cave. You know, right. but, but let me ask you this, like, does that resonate at all with you? Do you connect with that at all? Yeah, I think I do. I mean, <clears throat> the idea of, um, I mean, you have said it often and I come back to the advice of simplifying when stuff gets crazy. Um, I think that's part of maybe some of what he was 
maybe reflecting on. Uh, but yeah, the idea of b- really not being very confused about the things that fill up my cup versus the things that completely drain me. And I'm confused all the time at what those things are. You know, I I usually walk into a day sometimes where I'm like, this is going to be so energy revitalizing. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, oh my God, I am freaking exhausted. Like, and so because I have sprinkled in my day all of these unnecessary things, right? Um, and so I do, I love the idea of uh, thinking about all of the things that I interact with, you know, whether it's my phone, the news, people I talk to, um, and um, what I can continue on and what I can maybe leave behind um, and not leave behind like peace out. I don't, you know, but you're not serving me anymore, but more just like, I think that chapter of my life is done, you know? Um, and so there is something so refreshing about the idea of simplifying things, especially when you're in the midst of chaos and of everything around you swirling. Um, like I still, man, I just need perspective on that. Like on how, like you had, you were just saying like, wouldn't it be great to get to that point quicker? Like, okay, so is there anyone out there that has found (laughs) the secret? Maybe it's not even secret, but the recipe for getting to it faster without so much noise. Um, Because I'm crowdsourcing that stuff on the reg. Like, Let's simplify. And you know, something I've noticed with my mom um, being 82 and just in a different cognitive space where she is after her stroke is... um, the old, I, I don't know if this is just my mom or aging in general where, you know, I'm older than you, so I'll find out sooner. So I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> Thanks. But yeah, for sure is this need to not be so relevant that there is a peace and mm. just being just, I'm going to end it there. There's peace and just being. Being. Period. Period. Shut up. Yes. That, right. Mary Susan, shut, shut up. Yes. I love you, but shut up. No, I absolutely. And I think I, I find that, um, I turned, I, I seek people who are just far enough down the line because that's usually they have let go of a lot of things. Um, and there's something about like trusting the process, even if you don't know what the process outline is, that I have a really hard time with. So I don't know if you have perspective on that. Like, how do you quiet it enough to trust the process? Well, I am terrible at it. And I'm always shocked and surprised when my expectations are met. (laughs) I went in and high five the, the surgeon. I was like, oh my God, like, you know, and, and my husband's so funny. He's like, yeah, this is kind of what he does day in, day out. But God bless you for thinking you're special. Yeah, and, you're like, you know, dude, I nailed nailed it. <laughs> okay, plus, this is incredible. I feel right. great. You're like, aren't I like the best patient you've ever had? <laughs> so, I mean, the, I guess the answer to the question is um, – I'm surprised that the world is good and people show up and they do what they're supposed to. And people do, if you have built your life on rock and that whatever, you know, your value system is, um, I, 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 we've been very intentional to try to surround ourselves with good people. Guess what? They come through. 
Mm-hmm. It, it come through. So whatever past trauma I have where people don't come through, like I'm, I, I, to have a discussion with myself, like, you know what? I've actually built my life around great people and they do come through and, and whatever that is, that it didn't happen that once or twice or whatever, letting go of that and saying that, like you said, Nanny, that chapter of my life is over. And mm-hmm. I do not have fear that that will happen again. And I'm telling you what, Natty Metter, I had two weeks of gourmet meals. It was unbelievable. <laughs> they all came through. Thank you to all my peeps who listen, my dear friends who drove across town um, and dropped off food and, and fed my family and fed my mom. Um, I mean, you know, I was pretty sure my mom has two favorite things, Pepsi and jelly beans. And I was mm-hmm. pretty sure she was going to like live on Pepsi and jelly beans for <laughs> weeks, but they all came through and allowing ourselves to let other people prove themselves because they already have. It's a me thing, right? Yep. There it is. It's, I think... Uh, you know, I keep coming back. I keep seeing the question I wrote down next to this post-it note of how have you found peace in the middle of the storm? And I think um, usually I find it quicker if I have let everyone in to the storm to begin with. Because mm-hmm. it's very, very easy to put up the show, right? Like everything's fine. I'm good. Like oftentimes people will tell me like, you realize that fine isn't a feeling, right? Like so clearly something's happening over there at your house, you know? And um, so I, I wonder if there's something about letting people in. But in order to do that for me, in order to do that, it requires vulnerability. It requires um, the fact of letting go of caring about what other people think. And for me to get to that point takes a ton of work. And I think it also is a good reminder of surrounding yourself intentionally with people who want to be in the boat with you, wherever that boat's going, you know? Agreed. I want, I mean, like, I don't want to have knee surgery. Like, I really don't want to do that. But two weeks of meals from like my best galleys, you know, like I got some really, I got some friends who are really good cooks. Oh my gosh. Not only did I have like amazing, beautiful meals, there was tulips and there was wine and there were books. Women take care of each other. They do. And, you know, let, let those that you have cultivated intentional relationships with show up for you. Let them show you they're exa- you chose them to have in your boat for a reason you know mm-hmm. and, and to um and to know that you can trust in that and that they will show up for you and um over and over again and they'll ask very little in return um so lots lots to lots to digest for sure well and i think that there's nothing ever asked in return because it just is that's because it's always returned. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I would, as you were talking, I was, I was thinking about the generosity I have experienced from my friends and people who are close to me and people who aren't even that close to me, like after having children or after going through certain periods of time where we've needed more help as a family, people show up because they want to, because they care. Yes. Um, and if I can just remind myself that, that I'm not a burden, that my life isn't a burden to other people, that it's okay to take up space um, in people's lives, uh, then it doesn't, then I don't have to stand out in the storm in a raincoat, 
yes. thinking like thinking like I've got it under control. <laughs> yes, you know what? Something you just said, like when you were talking about like after you had kids and the twins and all of that, um, which is you know ginormous. How many people have twins? And it mm. that was a huge you know life shift, right? Mm-hmm. My kids are spread out. I, I don't know. Anyway, how do you get um, to experience? Um, the healing and the internal joy you feel unless you give people the chance to show you, Mm. show you just for Mm. you, not your family, Mm -hmm. not your kids. But I'm doing this for you. Like the goodness in people, like it kind of, you know, gives you a a new energy that you're like, gosh, people are good and they care and they stop their lives and they show love and compassion and why does it have to be when you have surgery? Why does it have to be when you, you know, push out twins? Like it's happening all the time, but maybe we're always blocking it, Natty. Maybe yeah. we're always just blocking it because of the fear and the internal struggle. But being able to sit with ourselves and be quiet and and discern that and not talk so much, but really listen in order to stop the storm. Yep. Well, it gets back to that fear thing, you know, that fear often is the force that prevents people from acquiring and cultivating the power of faith, fill in the blank, faith in my friends, faith in people caring about me, faith in the fact that I can take up space in this world. Mm -hmm. And so what a cool way of thinking about that um, when we think about, you know, stormy periods of our life. There are always people show up for the stormy periods, but guess what? People also want to show up when it's sunny because they're like, yay, let's do that too, you know? So what a great time. Thank you for reflecting on that. Like I did not, you know, I started that out saying like, I don't need anyone's perspective today. Ha, like it just, I'm always... So I'm not surprised anymore, but I'm always validated by remembering that my life is just a little more gentle when I have the ability to talk about this kind of stuff out loud, which is exactly why we wanted to do a little happy podcast is for conversations like this. There is. That is so true. And I appreciate you always bringing such beautiful perspective. I do want to share with people, um, there's a beautiful poem, Natty, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but it is one of my very favorite poems. Um, it's called Desiderata. Have you ever heard mm. of it? Mm-mm. Okay. So it is, um, it is really profound. I think it was written in like the 1900. I can't remember. Wait, it's been a while. So it's not <laughs> current. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but look it up and, and read it if, if you care. But it, ta- it talks about that. You have a right to be here. You have a right to take up space. You're no, you're no different than the, the moon and the stars and the sun. Um, you were all, we were all created um, for a purpose and it, it really, it, it talks about going through life and, and trying to own that space so you can have a, a healing perspective on, on your purpose here. Um, so anyway, check it out. Desiderata. It's one of my favorites. Thank you everybody who continue to listen. We're so grateful for you. We appreciate you showing up. We appreciate you sharing. Um, telling your friends and family. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing and following the Little Happy Podcast wherever uh, you are. We hope that you tune in and you get something um, from our our coming together each week. So, Natty, how can we find you on social media? 
Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I am at natdm19 on Instagram. Um, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at, at Mary Susan Buhner, B-U-H-N-E-R. It's not an easy last name to remember, but I hope you find me. <laughs> um, but all that being said, we're so grateful for everybody. Until next week, we hope you set some intentions for yourself. Um, if you're in the middle of the storm, please always know you can reach out for help. Uh, there are people around you who do care and ask for help. Um, and now that you're, know that you're never alone, um, and it's life. It's a lot of the stuff that comes together. Uh, and just um, showing up on, on this podcast with you, Natty, always brings me great peace. Be kind and gentle to yourself. And we hope more than anything that you find a little happy along the way. We'll chat again soon. 